Hi friends, it's Jessica with Tilted Crown Stories and tonight I'm just coming to you as I sit here and soak in a bath and as you can hear I'm listening to music in the background and this is just a time where I take to reflect and relax and rejuvenate myself and just get into my deep thoughts and I thought what a better time than to record my next episode last episode i talked to you guys about how i started to rebuild my life after leaving a 14-year marriage after going through a hard divorce after going through my struggles and my trials um, after that and i spoke to you guys about starting to do the things that you once loved again I talk to so many women throughout my social media and my platform or on a day-to-day of how they just feel out of place. They start to get anxious or depressed or resentful because of the season that they're, they're in in life. And I was reading a book, which I will talk about this book in a little bit, but it's called Didn't See That Coming by Rachel Hollis. And... There was so much power in her words. And she talks about, you know, rebuilding your life after certain things that happened that you didn't expect. And that's the thing is that just because we expect things to go a certain way or to turn a certain way doesn't mean that our life is over because it had a different turn or a different twist. We're allowed to change the plot. We're allowed to just change the chapter, change the season that we're in. I think in this generation, we're learning more and more that we need to follow what really ignites our soul, what really makes us happy, and that it's okay to want those things. They're given to you. The universe, God, our higher power puts those things in your heart so that you can go after them. I think of this um, as, think of it as like a, a sports team. You know, those players start off with a uniform. And they start off wearing a certain size uniform. And after a year or two or three, you know, you build endurance, you build stamina, you build a muscle. And that uniform starts to not fit you anymore. It starts to outgrow you. And that's kind of how I saw my life when I think back. Now I think of it as... I had chosen that identity. I had chosen to live a life, a married life with children, lots of children, because I knew that in my heart, I always wanted to be a mother. I wanted to pour my love to raise a tiny human being. And at that time, being married served me. It taught me a lot. But there was a time when I felt like I I outgrew it. And I knew that outgrowing my uniform, outgrowing my season and my identity at that time was not going to be okay with other people. It was not going to be okay with my family because of the way I was raised, we're traditional, you know, you stay, all the things that I had mentioned in the past of what was going on in my heart. And that's okay. It's okay that you outgrow the uniform. It's okay that you need a different size. It's okay 
that the identity you once chose is something that you want to change, is something that you outgrow or that it is no longer serving you. I knew that I was going to disappoint people and I knew that it was going to come with a lot of shaming and, and I've shared in my last episodes through all of what I went through of that. And so little by little, I knew that I had to, like I shared last episode, feel my feelings, set healthy boundaries, be able to disconnect and remove people that really weren't meant for my life, that I had to stand my ground, that I had to let go of the guilt and that know that this was serving me for a higher purpose. But trust me, it took me about a year after my separation to realize that everything that I was going through served a purpose. Even the really hard times where I would just break down and cry, cry in the shower or cry myself to sleep. Like, like, did I do the right thing? Was, was me going after what my heart felt the right thing? All of the doubts, right? Because then again, you have those people that come to you and try to tell you what's best for you or try to change your mind because they think they know what you need. Let me tell you something. You are the only person that knows what you need. And taking that risk and choosing to step out in that bravery is the first step. But the ways that I started to rebuild my life after doing all those steps was to start doing the things I loved again. I had to almost go back to my teenage years and think about what did I love to do. I grew up on a dance team. I grew up loving to dance. I mean, I wasn't like incredible at it, but I I loved it. And, you know, I was good at it and I competed and it just made up a lot of my growing up life that I knew was a part of me that brought me joy, that allowed myself to unwind and express myself. I remember moving to Los Angeles when I was about 12 years old and I was super shy growing up. I mean, talk about elementary years. I was so shy that I remember moving to LA thinking, gosh, this is really hard having to make new friends. And the first thing that my mother did was put me on a dance team in Los Angeles. And I completely came out of my shell. And so for me, it was digging back to what I loved and that was to dance. Now, I will say I would love to get up and hop into a dance class one of these days, which I will soon. But for me, it was just going out and getting on the dance floor. It didn't have to be this synchronized choreographed dance. I just wanted to dance. I just wanted to feel like a free woman. I think it's because, you know, I had spent so many years just kind of having the identity of the wife duties and the mom role that I didn't feel like there was that other chance of expression, that other feel of freedom. And so getting back on the dance floor, whether it was a Friday night after dinner with my girlfriends, was something that really allowed me to bring a smile on my face, my face to just feel free and feel like I was just living again. The other thing that I did was attend therapy. Now, I know people have this stigma that therapy means like you're crazy or that you have major issues. And please don't ever think that. I think the best thing I did was 
express my feelings and my true deepest secrets in therapy. Now, I will be honest, I was put into therapy forcefully through our court system because of things that had gone on between my ex and I. And I was angry at first that I had to sit in this class time. But it didn't take me long to recognize how good it was for me. It didn't take me long to recognize that it's what I needed. It was what I needed to release in the air what I was feeling and to feel that it was safe. That it didn't go to just, you know, a girlfriend that I thought maybe I didn't trust or whatnot. At this time in my life, I had a very good circle of friends. I was very close to my cousin who was going through a hard time leaving a marriage as well. And so we gravitated towards each other and we were there for each other. And I gravitated friends that were going through similar situations. I gravitated friends that were same like-minded, that just was viewing life the way I was, that had gone through the hardships. A lot of these women were a little bit older than me. They had gone through life and through divorce and separations or were struggling in their marriage. And so they understood me. But getting into therapy was something very healthy. And I encourage anybody that's struggling to sign up, you know, your insurance might cover it, or look into classes that will allow you to have one-on-one therapy. Sometimes there's support groups with specific things that you have going on in your life. The other thing that I did to rebuild my life was, I will say this again, is is build and set boundaries for me. This was huge because I had gone on uh, my entire life being a people pleaser. I was very uncomfortable making other people uncomfortable. And when I say boundaries, I, I think I mean more through through my closest friends and family Um, especially my family, because they became so distant. They didn't know how to react to my new life. They had their own opinions over my life. They weren't used to this new me. I I was okay with saying no for once, whether it was, can you come over and help with this or can you do this? I need you to be here. Before, I felt like I had to because I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Now, I am the first grandchild on my mom's side of the family, so I felt like there was always this responsibility to uphold this persona, to uphold having to teach, you know, the younger, my younger siblings and my younger cousins how to just be a role model and be respectful. And But that didn't always serve me well. I quickly learned that it was very hard for me to say no. And so learning to say no even though it made me uncomfortable, was protecting myself, was protecting my sanity, and was protecting my burnout. By this time, I mean, I had my own struggles in my own life to deal with and my own, you know, crew of children to raise that I, it didn't really bother me to set those boundaries because I knew that I needed to and I should have done it a long time ago. Um, you know, we train people how to treat us. And that's one thing that I learned a couple years ago that I have trained this person to know that when they ask of me or ask of something of me that I'm going to say yes, even if I'm uncomfortable. There are people who will take advantage of that because they know you can't say no. I quickly learned that it was okay for me to say no and it was okay for me 
to say no, even if they got upset, even if it bothered them, even if they got their feelings hurt. Because in the end, I was only hurting myself. And so I encourage anybody that doesn't have these healthy boundaries to set them, especially with family members. This is something that I still, on the day-to-day, -day, have to tell myself and practice because it is uncomfortable. But there is a way to still stay humble and stay grateful and be okay with saying no to people because it's protecting your well-being. And as I went, as I went by through this year and a little bit of last year, these are things that I did little by little to rebuild my life. And the last one that I just wanted to talk about really quick was to learn to be alone. This came with time. I remember sitting and walking in my home after my kids would leave to visit their dad and thinking, what do I do with myself? The house would be so silent. I could hear my own footsteps. I could hear the house cracking. I could hear the ice maker, little things that just, I remember thinking, this is so strange. This is so awkward. That I had to, little by little, take hour by hour and write things down, journal, meet a girlfriend for lunch. I can't tell you how important it is to have those safe friends that you can go to and say, hey, I'm really struggling right now. Hey, I just need someone to talk to, or hey, I just need to cry, or I need your advice. You know, you meet these people and they come into your life And that's why we say to speak out into the universe what it is that you need in that time. Pray for these type of people. My friends that I can count on my hands came to me at the perfect time. And I, and I talk about them a lot because they really did help me in the time of my life that I needed the most. So it was simple things like going to lunch and spending two, three hours over eating you know, great Mexican food and a margarita and just talking over things that I was going through or just about life. And I will always be very appreciative of those times because it taught me that everybody for one struggles. It taught me too that I felt safe with this person and it built trust in our relationship. And so it was me doing those little things. I would walk around, you know, like an outlet mall or I would walk around the stores, not necessarily just shopping, but I would just walk and allow myself to process my feelings. I would people watch. I would just walk around smelling candles that just brought me joy. I would go grocery shopping and just buy silly things that were really for a single woman. I would buy maybe a bottle of wine, a one-scented candle, a bag of pita chips with hummus, and maybe like a small pizza. And I remember this clearly looking as I was paying, looking at my groceries and I'm like, wow, this is, this is it. I'm living this single life. And, but there was also this sense of peace and, and a smile behind it because I knew that I was going home to myself, even though it was hard at first, but I knew that it was me going to me. I needed me. I needed to get to know myself again. I needed to know what Jessica needed and wanted and what I loved and what I hated and what I disliked and what I wasn't going to tolerate and what I was going to tolerate. 
But all of that wouldn't have been taught if I didn't take the time to be alone to process my thoughts. And I encourage you guys in this time to don't seek toxic things in this time of loneliness because I know how easy that is. I know how easy it is how easy it is to text that person that's not very good for you just because you want some quick satisfaction or you know you run to the cupboards and cover your mouth with all the junk food because it's comfort or you run to the fridge and drink away your your struggles those are not good either and they become patterns and i will say if you're in that time in your life for one it's okay and two Something will happen in your life where you'll wake up and say, what am I doing? This is not me. This is not good for me. And you'll slowly come out of it and you'll slowly start to practice better habits. And it's okay though. Part of learning to go through your journey is to accept the hard part of grieving that you're starting this life on your own, that you're starting to rebuild who you are and that you're going to make mistakes. It's part of learning and living. I was talking to somebody through my Instagram messages two nights ago. And this person was, you know, just living in so much guilt. And my first words to her were, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. It's what you needed at the time. But you're not going to be able to heal until you forgive what you're feeling. You cannot move on until you forgive yourself for what you didn't know at the time, for needing what you what you didn't have. Forgive yourself for needing certain things from another person and being too scared to ask for it or communicating for it. But forgive you. And little by little, by doing these things, taking the time to be alone, sitting in a hot bath, listening to music, picking up a good book, You're going to learn things about yourself. You're going to learn to quiet your mind. You're going to learn to be okay with setting boundaries with your family and friends. You're going to be okay with learning how to just be okay with yourself. But friends, that is key to moving on and to rebuilding a new you. To moving on and rebuilding a part of you that was once so sad and so devastated and so angry and so depressed. All of those things is what builds a new you. And every single day it gets a little easier and a little easier. But like I said in my last episode, you don't learn to appreciate the good when you've never gone through the hard. Because now I can appreciate the simple good things in front of me. But it was and it is still me taking time to sit alone, even when it's hurting and even when it's lonely, even when I'm missing my kids or even when I'm asking myself, "Is is this my new life? You are growing and you will learn very quickly as you go day by day that you're growing because certain things won't bother you anymore. You don't feel like you have to answer to everybody or reply right away, or answer to BS that's coming at you, you start to feel a freedom that you're no longer afraid to speak your voice, to speak your thoughts, to to go after what it is that you want, 
because for so long you were told what you should have wanted and what you should have been doing and when you, and who you should have been with and what you should have done. So friends, I encourage anybody that's trying to rebuild their life or going through a hard time to just sit back and forgive yourself for one, start to do the things that ignite your fire, that fill your soul with happiness and to set those boundaries and to learn to love to be alone. I hope tomorrow as you start this new week that you know we can do hard things every single day. That you are loved and you are enough no matter what. And I hope you wake up and you adjust your crown.